Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Maria, a 17-year-old, is here for her sports physical. She plays soccer and is the captain of the team. She has no complaints and says she is looking forward to her senior year of high school. She has had some labs drawn before coming in, and you note the following CBC results. All values are normal, except her RDW, which is mildly elevated, and her MCV, which is mildly low. Her H&H is all normal. Is this a concern, and what do you do next? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Susan Feeney, Associate Professor and Associate Dean of Advanced Practice Programs at the Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing at the UMass Chan Medical School. Hi, Susan. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So Maria's coming in for a physical, and things are a tiny bit off with her labs. Um, what's going on? What's up with iron deficiency, and why is Maria possibly at risk? So iron deficiency is a condition where um, there's not enough, there may be deficient iron to make adequate number of red blood cells. So iron deficiency is predates iron deficiency anemia. So people who develop iron deficiency anemia are iron deficient. So um, we, we tend not to screen for iron deficiency, but really it's the folks who are iron deficient who we are at risk and we really are missing an opportunity according to some recent research on, on gathering those folks. So iron deficiency would be, we'd be able to pick that up with a ferritin, a serum ferritin which you know is a protein that stores iron. It reflects iron storage. And so if we just take, check our H&H, &H, we, we, we're gonna miss it, so. Yeah, and is there any concern about, like if you treat iron deficiency, what, does things get better? Well, we know that people who are iron deficient will, um, they have that state and then can develop into iron deficiency anemia, which is, is a, a, a concern. And we, we do think that folks who are iron deficient may be at risk for exercise intolerance, fatigue, and there is some evidence that it, they're at higher risk for all-cause mortality. Wow. And of course, developing iron deficiency anemia puts them at greater risk. Okay, so Maria's here and, and she's a young, healthy woman. Iron deficiency does not sound very good. What are the prevalence rates for iron deficiency and iron deficiency anemia? Well, it's very interesting because we haven't done a good job of screening for this. So there was a recent study that looked at NHANES data from 2003 to 2020, and it screened, it looked at 3,500 uh, young women between the ages of 12 and 21. And they looked at ferritin levels for iron deficiency, and then they looked at uh, hemoglobin levels to determine iron deficiency anemia. And they found that using a less than 25 micrograms per liter of uh, measurement for ferritin, they, using that, 38% of that population had iron deficiency. Hmm. And then of that group, 6.8 had anemia, iron deficiency anemia. That's a lot of people. And um, 
Another finding that was interesting is that about 188 of this group of 3,500 were pre-Minarch, and about a quarter of them had iron deficiency. So we know that um, people, one of the, first of all, iron deficiency anemia is the number one cause of anemia in the United States and around the world. And the causes are chronic blood loss, either from GI or heavy menses, um, can be iron deficient uh, diets, or a previous history of anemia. So we know that young women in that age group who are having menses, have tendency to have heavy menses, are at risk. So, so Maria is iron deficient, and according to her values, we're starting to see some changes in morphology. I mean, she's getting smaller and smaller red blood cells. Yes. And she's on her way to anemia, I think. So, okay, what's the most appropriate test for diagnosing iron deficiency and then diagnosing iron deficiency anemia? So the most important measure is ferritin. And I think most of us aren't used to screening people for ferritin. So if you're, you're screening for anemia, you've got a 16-year-old who comes in, she's got heavy menses, and you check an H&H, &H, and everything's normal, you have no idea if, if she's iron deficient and at risk for developing iron, iron deficiency anemia. So what's recommended is to use ferritin um, as a measure. And choosing wisely, I don't know how many of you are aware of that, it's the American Board of Internal Med, they actually have been advocating for ferritin as a screening tool. And, um, you know, we screen for anemia in toddlers, we screen for anemia in pregnant women, <clears throat> and the CDC says we should be checking every five to 10 years for anemia. But what we really should be looking at is the prevalence of iron deficiency. Doesn't mean we're gonna treat all of these people, it depends on what the cause of the iron deficiency is. But certainly, you know, if you have a 12-year-old who's not even started menses and they're iron deficient, you'd wanna, you'd wanna get on that and figure out what the cause was and get their iron levels up. Yeah. All right, so to summarize, people are at risk for iron deficiency and we may not know it without checking a well, ferritin, right. and before we start giving people iron replacement, we need to find out what the etiology is. Absolutely. Is it heavy menses? Is it poor diet? Right. Is it, is it some, other, some other issue? Okay, well, Maria sounds like she's a senior in high school, sounds like the world's going well for her. What are we going to do for her next? Well, she's, she's on her way, if you look at her labs. She's got small red blood cells. She's got evidence that it's evolving with her RDW. So she's on her way to becoming iron deficient anemic. anemic. So. Um, you'd really do a really good history with Maria. How, you know, when did you start Menarche? How heavy are your periods? Because it's probably that related. But it also can be that she's not getting enough iron in her diet. Do you know any teenagers that don't eat enough iron? I think <laughs> that's probably most of them. Um, so I would really do a deep dive into that with her. And then you can't treat an, uh, iron deficiency and iron deficiency anemia if you don't rectify what the cause is. So if she has very heavy periods, you'd want to think about maybe oral contraceptives or an IUD to try to get that under control. Um, if it's a diet, work with her on, on getting uh, adequate diet. And then I probably would treat her because she's, you know, she's got morphology changes. Sure. So I'd start with, you know, 325 of a ferrous sulfate, and um, that's got 65 milligrams of elemental iron. Remember not to take it with um, milk or anything like that, to take it with uh, orange juice if they can do that. Um, and also she will become constipated and will stop her iron. So think about either uh, some kind of a Miralax or some kind of colase while she is being treated. Treat her for three months, mm -hmm. check things again, and hopefully it's been rectified.
Well, Susan, I had no idea that you could be iron deficient without anemia. So thank you very much for discussing this. Thank you. Practice pointer. Remember to identify those individuals who are at risk for iron deficiency and identify early before overt iron deficiency anemia occurs to reduce risk for poor outcomes. Join us next time when we look at the best supplements for type 2 diabetes. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out PrimeMed.com for additional CME content.